Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's Wednesday, and I'm glad to be back, as always, and we have a good show today. I do have a request for a healing, so we are going to be working on that, and it's a healing that I think everyone, there'll be elements of this healing that everyone is going to benefit from, so I encourage, as always, you to work on yourself as well. Before I go on, I just want to give some introductory material that I really haven't given for a couple of years, I think, or at least a year. So I just want to mention that this show and all of my shows are posted on my website, HigherSelfVoice.com. It's also JanetRichmond.com. Either one gets you to the same website. So in case you miss a show, you want to listen to it, or you want to share it with a friend, or maybe you just want to hear it again and do the healing again, Whatever, those shows are there, they're free, they're there for your use. They are MP3 files, so you can either listen from your computer or download it onto your phone or any kind of MP3 player. It makes it easy, and you can listen to the show while you're walking, while you're exercising, maybe while you're commuting to work on the bus, and even driving to work, you can listen on the radio. You may not be able to move into the full-blown healing because you have to focus on driving, but you can benefit just from hearing the information and doing the amalgamation. That part you can easily do. And it can expand too how you view things, how you see things. You can come out of it even if you haven't done the full-blown healing. There is some help that's coming to you with the amalgamation. You're going to come, you're going to have insights, you're going to get have hope, you're, it's going to bring you positive uh, feelings and movement and shifts even though you may be driving the car. Again, please do not shut your eyes when you're doing the healing and driving at the same time. I feel like one of those those funny stickers they have on the emails, you know, where they, they show people written things, you know, do not use dryer in the bathtub or something like that, and, you know, stuff that we all should know. And you obviously know not to shut your eyes uh, while you're driving. But anyway... The phone number to call in, if anybody wants to call in, is 646-668-8565. And please feel free to call in. You can call in and ask me questions. You can have me uh, work on an issue or a pattern that you want to have healed. Um, And I will do a, a healing session on you. Most people seem to send me emails. So I have gotten the request for today through an email. And my email is Janet at higherselfvoice.com or Janet at JanetRichmond.com. And I always I always answer. It isn't an assistant. It isn't it isn't somebody on my huge staff of one person. <laughs> it's just me. Now because it's me, it may take a day or two to answer, but I always respond. And you can write me with anything. It doesn't have to be a request. It can just be questions. It can be whatever and 
Trust me, I will get back to you. All right, so you may have suggestions even. Suggestions are always welcome too because sometimes I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to do? I have so much to choose from that I'm not sure what's going to be interesting to the readers or readers, the listeners. So if you write me and suggest, then I know that somebody is interested. And if one person is interested, probably many are. So I would certainly welcome suggestions. Again, Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Suggestions are welcome. And that brings me brings to mind the, I advertised first for today, it was going to be a show on the, on altered realities. And the, having gotten the request for the healing quite a few days ago, I, I had written, said, oh yes, I'm going to do the healing today. And it slipped my mind for that moment, and the altered realities was something last week I thought I'd be working on this week. Well, I'm not going to be working on it this week because almost just like the moment after (laughs) the advertisement went out that we were going to work on altered realities today, I, I went, oh, wait a minute, no, oh, no, 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 I have a healing to do. So we are going to do the healing because you guys are really the priority. I have plenty of material to bring you, plenty of information, higher self information to talk about, discuss, and healings to do without any healing requests. But this show really is for you all. It's really for my listeners. That's where my heart is. I want to uh, be there for each and every one of you in any way that I can. Of course, big shows that don't have a personal healing on them have healings on them as well, which also heal. So it's not like it's wasted time, not even close. But the one-on-one, the person-to-person requests really uh, mean a lot to me. So anyway, that's sort of some of the background information. And so today, as I said, we have a healing on someone named Shannon. And she wrote me and she said I could read her email. She gave me permission to read her email and I'm I'm going to read most of it because it's it's really interesting and I really think that people are going to be able to relate and there's going to be a tremendous amount of empathy for Shannon because we can be able to re- relate in different ways to what she's going through. Anyway, she said that she heard about me through her friend Denise. Now, remember Denise? She's been I've worked on her and on her daughter who had the serious heart problems. I've worked on both of them on the show, and so I guess Shannon is a friend of Denise's, and she said, uh, in the past, Denise sent me a link to a couple of your shows, and I thought they were amazing, and as life goes, I got busy and never really listened to any more of your archive shows. Well, can't we all relate to that? We get busy, and then something that we value falls by the wayside, at, at least temporarily. She said, I was having intense pain last weekend. So, In fact, so intense, I was having suicidal thoughts. Okay, well, my heart goes out to you right there. Um, that's really intense. Um, she said, so Denise did a distant healing for me. So during the healing, Denise is a healer in her own right, and I'm not sure exactly what kind of healing she uses. She may uh, intersperse some of what I do. I'm really not sure. But in any case, she's... Uh, Shannon goes on to say, during the healing, I fell asleep, and the first thing I did when I woke up was to go to your website. I intuitively heard you, 
Curd to look you up and to learn more about the work you're doing. Well, that's exciting. Somebody's intuiting that. That's great. I'm happy. Uh, she said, I've listened to a show every day for the last three days, and they're so powerfully healing. Thank you for making them available for all who can benefit. This is very life-transforming. Uh, this is very life-transforming. So here you hear from a listener that it, these shows are life-transforming, guys. So she's emphasizing what, what you hear me say um, because they really they really are, and I, I get it more and more and more these days. So it's 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 exciting and um I'm totally thrilled. It's one of the reasons I love the show is that it can really transform someone's life. All right, then she says, if you're ever looking for someone to do a healing on for your show, she said I'd be honored to be chosen. So she said, here's the story. Okay. I'm a thirty nine year old female. I'm a licensed massage therapist Reiki master, and advanced level integrated energy therapy practitioner. So we have someone who is a healer herself in more than one modality writing for me for help. Now, and I'm pointing this out not to show that she can't be a healer or that there's something wrong with her, but to say even us healers even those of us that work in this kind of field, we also need help ourselves. We're all on the same boat. None of us are better than anyone else. We all are connected and we all have had really difficult times in, as you know, in the past and our totality of our soul's journey We've had many, many difficult lives, and we carry so much pain and so much misunderstanding and so much uh, grief and suffering and mis- you know misinterpretations and we we carry so much, as you know. So she's one. She's a a healer with multiple modalities, as I've said. And she's asking me for help. And you know what? I am so happy to help her because I've had people helping me. I mean, I help myself. You guys know I work at myself all the time. But I also am happy to receive help from anyone else. Often we work together on each other. So so it's not just someone doing it for me. But sometimes it is. Sometimes I just need, I just say, hey, I can't get any deeper on this pattern. Help me. So we all are there to help one another. Uh, one another, She says, In my life's purpose, I'm working with others to help empower themselves toward balanced mind, body, spirit, helping them realize their worth and beauty. It's an absolutely beautiful commitment that she has. And she says, but she goes on to say, However, in my own personal life, I fear I will not get better and have doubts I cannot heal myself. I recently decided to close my business in the next two months and moved to Colorado. She's a Fargo, uh, she says, I'm a Fargo, North Dakota native, but have lived in Colorado before. Then she says, I took on a lot in this life. My father died when I was two. My mom never got the help she needed. So, so I became the maternal energy for my brother and took on my mom's responsibilities at a very young age. My mom remarried when I was four. Intuitively, I knew my stepdad would wound my mom, my brother, and and I further. 
He was verbally abusive, alcoholic, and once in a while, abusive physically. Okay, she goes on to say she was raped when she was 19 by someone she considered a friend, and she was diagnosed with fibromyalgia by the time she was 23. I had a gun pointed at me by my stepfather and was in a situation with my roommate's boyfriend that was severely messed up on drugs and also had a gun present. The love of her life, she goes on to say, passed away at age 33, and there was an extreme amount of guilt on my end, she said. I walked away a year before his death because he was an alcoholic, and I was fearful of making the same mistake my mom did. I never asked him if he wanted help. So she's carrying a lot of guilt about that. She goes on to say, I found out I have Lyme disease in June of this year, I've had such a deep amount of anger and resentment that I've gone most of my life with this horrible disease, and now it's very advanced. She says, you get the idea. I will spare you further instances and details. While I've done a lot of work physically, spiritually, emotionally, I still live with unbearable pain. I have a feeling my issues of abandonment, unworthiness, and past abuse are what is intensing intensifying the pain over the years. I feel like there's an answer for me, a turning point, a way to uh, release the pain and fear so I can breathe and experience life. I cannot ever remember being comfortable in a physical body. I would very much like that, to be at peace, and I would like to neutralize the belief I deserve to have pain in my body. I'm so, and then she says she's grateful that Denise told her about me and and that she had that intuition to look me up. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I'm grateful, too, because this is difficult. This is a lot of difficulties all at one go, all in one life, and there's probably quite a few of you listening that have a laundry list equally as difficult. And we, we all have had difficulties and we are continuing to have difficulties. This is part of the human condition and at this time on the planet we are all having the opportunity to go through what the higher self call the soul mind detox. This is simply having the issues that we carry, the belief systems or the hurts or the wounds or the pain or the suffering or the grief or the guilt or whatever it is, we um, bring in opportunities to get those triggered to bring to our awareness that we need to do something about it and then we can move forward we do the seeking and searching and we move forward to have those those toxins of the mind released and so that's what really what's happening to all of us and Shannon is has has had a lot of things triggered and she went into the healing about modalities already for on her own and she is probably already healed a substantial amount, but there's still plenty left, which unfortunately tends to be <laughs> the name of the day. You know, we have layers upon layers upon layers. But my feeling is that Shannon's probably worked quite a bit on herself, and as a result, this healing today, we we will hopefully get to some very deep levels. Now, Shannon is not able to listen uh, to the show in person, so she is going to be 
listening to it after the fact, but as we all know, it's still going to be equally effective even after the fact. Because as she, she hears the healing, she's going through it consciously, will be in the amalgamation and doing all the conscious releases. So actually, she's getting it twice. She's getting it at the unconscious level during the live show, and then when she listens to it, she gets it a second time, which will even further work to get to even deeper layers. So it's all good. Listening to the archive show is all good, guys. Okay. So, by the way, I don't know where all of you are, but it is so hot in L.A. right now. We have something called the Santa Anas. If you're not local, where the winds turn, instead of the breeze coming in off the ocean, it turns around and we get the, we get the air from the desert. And in the wintertime, it's wonderful. We have beautiful days of 80 degrees in the middle of, quote-unquote, our winter. And we love the Santa Ana then. But now in the summer, we're getting the full-blown heat. It was over 100 degrees yesterday, and it looks like there's going to be more of the same today. So anyway, I hope it's a little cooler where you are. Of course, I feel ridiculous complaining about the weather here in L.A. because it is... It's about as perfect as ever could be. Um, there's just few instances here or there, maybe a week or two a year where it isn't perfect. So, um, but I'm just mentioning it because I'm sitting here and it's quite warm um, where I am. I do the shows from my loft, and the, as, as you all know, hot air rises, so even though it's nice and cool downstairs, it's pretty warm up here, but that's okay. I can I can handle it. <laughs> anyway, guys. Um, so I want to, before I begin with Shannon, I do want to just mention, since it's popped into my head, that next week I will not be doing a show. As you know, I'm leaving next Tuesday for the wedding of my daughter in Costa Rica. Pretty sure I've told you. It's very exciting, but I'm so busy, I'm unable to do a pre-tape show. So I have to go dark next week, and but I will be back the following week for sure. I don't remember what day that is, but two weeks from today, which would be, let's see, today is the 9th. It would be the 20, no, 9 and 14 is the 23rd. Okay, so I hope I did the math right. Anyway, I will be back to do the show, and I'm sorry about next week, but it is a bit crazy right now, crazy exciting, crazy, but just don't have the even the space of mind to sit down, figure out a show, and then sit there for an hour or two doing it. It just um, I have a laundry list of so many things to do, as you would guess. So anyway, so I'm going to move on to the healing for Shannon, and I'm going to see what the higher selves bring in, but I, what I would like to do is concentrate on the guilt that she said she had, the anger and the resentment, her pain, of course, her issues of abandonment and unworthiness and, and abuse, and, and all the belief systems around all of that. So there is a, a lot to work on, and as you guys know, the higher self sort of moved me along um, step by step, and they send me the different threads. So I'm not sure how it's going to unfold, but I do feel really good about it because 
Shannon is aware. Shannon is has already worked on herself quite a bit, and she is completely and 100% motivated to move through this. So I feel good that we're going to get some good healing today. Okay. Now, you guys all know the drill, and Shannon does too. She's been listening to my show, so I want everyone to make themselves comfortable, take a deep breath or two or three, which I will also do. And I would ask that you just focus on my voice. This is a simple technique to help us bring the mind's eye in so that the mind isn't just flitting around going from thought to thought. We want to focus that thought because that focused thought is very important. It is the focus of attention that is the turn-on switch for so much of what we do. And isn't that great? We don't have to be uh, born with some special talent. We don't have to spend hours and hours and hours and days and weeks and months learning something We just and getting all the facts correct. We just simply need that focus of attention. And it can take some practice. Uh, sometimes during the healing, you might find your focus moves away and you start to, you know, disconnect somehow from the healing. Don't worry about it. It's not worth any kind of worry or berating yourself. Just once you notice, just bring that focus of attention back in, focus on the voice, and then keep going. So we all lose the focus of attention. This is normal, but we're over time, it's going to become easier and easier to maintain that focus. It's astounding how much my focus of attention has changed. When I first started it, it was often disrupted. Now, so much less. Uh, and when I'm doing a healing for in a private session or for a group, it it's always there. I don't lose it. Uh, of course, unless you know someone knocks on the door or there's an actual a phone rings or there's an interruption that uh, breaks it, but. You all, you all can do it. It didn't take me that long to get to this point, and you all can do it. And even if you don't get it right away, it's, as I said, it's totally no biggie here. You just move back in. And if it's been long enough, you might want to go through the amalgamation very quickly. Just focus on the pure soul essence, the uh, becoming one with the higher self, and the originating source. You might want to do that, take a few moments, and reconnect if it's been a while since you lost your focus of attention, and that's fine, and I do that too when I lose mine. So so that's the scoop. So So we are all bringing in the focus of attention, and in this moment, we want to bring it in to activate the now moment, this energy field, the higher self, help set up. And by all of us focusing on the now moment, by listening to my voice, and simply moving into that space where we are we have been moved into the energetic space of the now moment. It may seem fleeting. It may seem uh, insubstantial or we can't touch it. We can't see it. But in fact, it is an energy field. And because it's an energy field, we can manipulate it with this, our famous focus of attention. We can manipulate it. And that's what we're going to do now. The now moment was set up. I saw it just whip around that symbolic wagon wheel that I use. I see many people standing on the rim and all of us, I want to 
expand the now moment into the forever now moment where the energy field moves in through and around and encompasses the totality of the soul process from for each and every one of us and that is past present and future listeners it's not just the few who are listening live because most of my the people that listen to my radio shows they they listen to the archive so you are there's so many people on this rim, but it's, again, the past, present, and future listeners. The time is an energy field, and in this way, we are expanding this energy field to encompass the totality of the past, present, and future now. I now want everyone to, to continue focusing, but this time we'll shift it to the pure soul essence, that symbolic sun we all carry within, the powerful purest, most perfect, and most potent point of power that each and every one of us carries. Every soul is equal because every soul carries this pure soul essence, which is the totality of all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. It is a powerful, as I said, the most powerful thing that we have. And by focusing on it, we're expanding that light. We're giving it permission to move in through and around the totality of all of the physical body, all of the etheric bodies, the mind, and the totality of the soul. From the time we were the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved place that we've ever been in. And there is so much more to the soul than you all can possibly realize at this moment. And one day I'm going to bring in much more to the radio show. My book is back on track to um, someone is going to be taking care of getting it um, launched on Amazon. I don't have a date or anything yet, but I will let you guys know. So you'll learn a lot more about the soul from the book. But in any case, we don't have to know everything. There's never been a requirement. We don't have to know. We don't have to believe. I've had two clients that don't speak English, and yet they got tremendous help from the healing. So it isn't a matter of understanding every little detail before we can get help. It is simply a matter of becoming one with that pure soul essence, focusing on it and bringing that light into the healing, giving permission for the divine light that is our purest and most perfect point of power to move in and help us in this at this point in time. I want everyone also to become one with and amalgamate with the totality of the higher self. That's the higher self for each and every soul, past, present, and future that are present here. We are also um, amalgamating with the... We want to become one with and move into the amalgamated state with the originating source of all there is. And we're being moved into the quote-unquote womb, W-O-M-B, of originating source. And this is a very powerful energy field. It carries the creative life force energy because change, guys, is all about the dissolving of the old and the rebirth or the birthing of the new. And this womb energy is all about birthing. It is the energy of originating source that gave birth to the, the universe, known and unknown, okay? It is has, carries the innate desire to express, to become, 
to give birth to, to discover, and all of that. And so while I'm working on the the neutralizing and the dissolving of the old for Shannon and you for all of yourselves, the this originating source womb energy, this creative life force energy. Now, we all carry it anyway, but it's an additional resource. It's infinite. We, we have access to all of it, and all of that is, is going to be present here, helping each and every one of us rebirth ourselves into the higher frequency levels. Okay? So, all right, guys. So, um, so that's what we've done. We're now standing the fully amalgamated state, and I see the and we haven't done this for a while, but I see the um, Rainbow Bridge energies being active for each and every one of us, which automatically connects uh, our chakras to the chakras of the originating source, just to remind you, and brings our chakras into the highest state of efficiency that they can be at this moment in time, which is a good thing because they're energy exchange points. Energies come in and energies move out, and we want them to be as efficient as possible so that we can release the energetics that we don't want anymore into the light, and we can then bring in the divine light uh, to further empower us. And so it's a very, very important, and it also is already, we're already creating the rainbow bridges. Each of us is creating a bridge or a spoke, uh, the spokes to the hub, so the bridge is moving out to the hub, so there's these rainbow bridge energies from each individual, moving to create the hub in the center of the wheel and it's just beautiful i want you guys to understand that you all not only will get healing but you're all participating in the healing for today at shannon but for whomever we're we're all working together both getting help and giving help it's a very balanced exchange here so by activating and creating the hub we're all it's, it's like we all have an investment. We all have committed to both healing Shannon and healing ourselves. It's a very balanced picture, and it's really wonderful. And now I do see Shannon moving out, and I can tell she's not a stranger to healing because she's moved out with a sense of confidence that, that she she is um, understands that this is a good thing for her. There is, though, a... Um, a trepidation or a nervousness. Uh, she's just not sure how it's going to go, but she's she's right there on the uh, on the hub, and you know my heart goes out to her as I'm sure all of it does for all of you, um, because it's been a very tough 39 years for her all along the way. And okay, so let me see where does the higher self want me to start okay well right away they're beginning to activate releases for shannon i don't yet know what they are but i'm seeing some yucky dark stuff coming out of all of her chakras um, both in the front and the back so it's almost you know these this energy is spewing out both from the the whole line of the chakras in the front and the line of the back chakras or the reverse chakras or whatever they're called and back of the chakras. I don't understand all of it about chakras. I just know that they're part of this. Um, and so that it's just, she's just spewing out energy and she's almost gone into a state of stun because it was unexpected. She didn't realize it was going to happen so fast. I think she probably, um, I mean, 
symbolically, I don't know what she would have thought, but she probably thought she had a few moments just to kind of breathe a little bit before the healing got started, but it got started right away. And the reason it got started right away is for exactly what I thought. She is completely motivated. She doesn't want this. She doesn't want these patterns anymore. She wants her existence uh, on the planet to completely shift. And I am seeing thoughts of suicide. Um, I don't know why that came up for me first, but I did. I, I'm now seeing her releasing that, and I want her to also release Shannon. Please release all that goes into that. Uh, that would be the pain, the pain and the suffering, uh, the feeling of complete hopelessness. Like, how is it going to be any different? For example, the fibromyalgia. I mean, not the fibromyalgia, the Lyme's disease. The Lyme's disease you've had for so long, it's very advanced. And we, we all know, or many know, uh, that Lyme's disease, once it gets to the advanced state, it's much more intractable, much more difficult, and it's already left, uh, uh, it's already done damage to the body in some ways. So we want, I want the Lyme's disease and the not knowing about it, okay? That is interesting to me. Um, now, I do know that Lyme's disease can be very hard to diagnose, especially if it's in an area that is not that aware of it. Um, I've known several people who kept going to doctors and it wasn't diagnosed for years and finally got diagnosed, and as, as it's been with Shannon, it was had already done some serious damage. So um, I'm not sure why, but I want to have you release there is some acceptance for self-punishment. Some, and I think it's tied exactly what she thought to that unworthiness. That something's not you—you're not worth anything. You're not. There's no value to you. And not. And worse than that, there's the idea here of punishment. It's as if there's an acceptance here of something like this going un diagnosed or unnoticed or unseen or whatever because there's part of you now this is only a part of you but it's the part of you we want to heal the part of you that is saying well i deserve it anyway it kind of reminds me this is a silly analogy it's the only thing that pops into my mind it reminds me of the criminal who did something really terrible and doesn't get caught and he's got terrible 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 guilt and then down the line, after years of carrying this horrible guilt, he gets picked up for a crime he didn't commit. And in his mind, even though he didn't commit it, he doesn't fight that, he doesn't fight it in the courts because in the back of his mind, he really deserves the punishment, if not for that crime he didn't commit, for the crime he did and wasn't caught for. And so, it's a silly analogy. I don't know why that popped into my mind, but this is what I'm feeling for you, Denise, is that there's a, so much guilt here, so much shame, so much uh, feelings that you just are the lowest of the low. It's just this really, and I don't mean it's all of you. So, you know, it's I'm definitely, as you hopefully understand and listeners understand, I'm dealing with the parts that feel these negative things, I don't deal with the parts who think you're, oh, you're, you're, you know, that are self-loving because those parts don't need to be healed. 
So when I say there's a part of you, that's what I mean. It's a part of you. There's a part of you at the soul level that just feels like you deserve to be punished. And I want you to release all of that punishment, that belief, and it, and all of the guilt behind it. And behind that is all the misunderstandings and the false beliefs that you are a bad person, which you aren't. You never were. But you took on the idea of being a failure, the idea of being incompetent, the idea that you lacked, you didn't do enough, that it was your fault. Over and over again, I see fault, 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 that somehow you are to blame and you deserve to get all the punishment. And I want all of that to be released. And I see it just pouring out both the chest and the stomach area, just pouring out. It's just like a gusher coming out of an oil well and and it's pulling in from the past and the future now it's pulling in a lot of stuff behind it i don't see any slowing yet in this flow so all that idea of needing to be punished and the idea that you don't deserve and that you are a bad person that in some way i don't know if it, if it plays out in the idea of being a sinner or it plays out of being oh okay i see bad mother here bad mother bad parent bad 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 um, I don't even know if you're a parent in this life, but it's there. And, of course, you've probably been a parent in almost every single life you've had before this. And so uh, I want you to release all that. It could even be you don't have kids because there is so much heat around the fact that you are a bad parent. You wouldn't necessarily believe it in this life. You may not consciously think, oh, I don't want kids because because of whatever, but for some reason at the soul level, there is a whole bunch of stuff here about parenting, a lot of blame about parenting. You've taken on responsibility for the death of your children more than once, and it is so painful. There is so much guilt tied up with this whole thing. It's just heart-wrenching, and I want all of that guilt and all of that pain relating to your children because I can tell you right now that a lot of it is based on misunderstanding. Um, if our children get sick, for example, and we're in a primitive kind of society or we're in a, you know, a society that's very rural and we don't have any access to any help, you know, we and our child or children die, we would blame ourselves. We could have done, should have done more. Uh, if only I'd done this, you know, let's say you have choice. Well, I can go to this person or that person. And you go to this person and the child dies. Then you say, oh, my gosh, I made a mistake. I should have gone to that person to get help and et cetera, et cetera. But, but in truth, you always were responsible. It was, it's only your viewpoint based on the outcome that you started to believe that you were at fault and that you weren't responsible. And I want you to release all of that pain and burden and guilt and shame about and, and misunderstandings about responsibility. It's just very important. This is really, really deep. It's deep, 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 deep. And I see it coming right out of the heart. There's so much grief, so much loss, so much pain of loss. Um, oh, my gosh. And, you know, there's probably nothing more painful than losing a child, although I'm, I'm sure there are many things as painful. But 
that is certainly one of the worst pains there is. And this seems to be a pattern that you've had. And I'm thinking, um, it's just interesting that you had the kind of childhood you brought in. I don't have time on the radio to fully explore that, but it seems tied to this child, even though you were a child in this life that had the difficulties in losing your father and then getting the, the uh, a completely abusive stepfather. Um, there's a connection here, and it may be that you felt you need punishment from him as well. So punishment in the growing up experience. But I want you to release all the completely the um the patterns of abuse okay and being an abuser because i think there's parts of you that believe that you were abusive as a parent not uh not you know not i'm not talking about this life i don't even know if you're a parent but the the abuse abuser thing we've all, all been both and most of the time the abuser side um often comes comes the belief that we're abusers often comes from misunderstandings. You know, maybe what we did is we, you know, we're living in a rural area and we have kids that are helping us. Our husband has died and all we have is these young children and we're trying to keep the food, uh, the farm alive. We're trying to keep the animals fed and this, that, and the other. So your children get involved and they work so hard. They love you and everything. And there's accidents or there's, you know, um, one or the other, they get sick or they get killed or whatever, and you feel, oh, my God, I've abused my own children, okay? So that's the kind of abuse that uh, often comes up for us, but we see it equally with the kind of abuse, abuse like you experienced from your stepfather. Now, understand that your stepfather is not a bad person. That man has tremendous hurts and wounds, and his alcoholism and his abuse and lashing out are his unfortunate because they're they hurt people but it's his way of coping and his pain underneath is so deep and every single soul has even the ones that come that are that kind of abuser those souls are all we're able to help all of them they are there isn't a soul quote unquote that is bad or evil and so it may seem in this life, but your patterns fit together. You wanted the abuse for some reason, perhaps because of the, the idea of needing to be punished, and he fit the picture. And both of you have an opportunity to become aware. You have become aware. You've realized, hey, I don't want these patterns. I don't want this pain. I don't want the suffering anymore. Whether or not he's become aware, I have no idea. And it isn't your responsibility, of course. He's on his own journey, and in time, he will also find his way. My concern, of course, is for you, and I want you to just continue to release the abuse. And then out of the top of the head, I'm just seeing a whole bunch of sh stuff shooting out. It's all the beliefs that you carry that you deserve the abuse, that you deserve all the punishment. There's an element here of needing to atone that you have to atone for your past failures, your past mistakes, your past, uh, okay, there's something else here coming up that there were times 
that were complicated because life is so complicated where you had to make choices. And sometimes you would make a choice that after the fact you would see or think it was selfish of you, of you that I shouldn't have chosen that because it meant something else happened to somebody else, a loved one or a child or something, that, you know, your choice didn't have the effect you wanted it for whatever reason you wanted it to, and so you felt selfish. There's there's a part of you that feels like you've taken um, when you should have given, that you have... Um, if I can get the right words, where you have um, looked out for yourself instead of someone else. But so much of it, I can see right off the bat, is not, it's based on misunderstanding. The fact of the matter is there are a lot of spiritual elements in, in this society and in past societies that put up on a pedestal the whole idea of self-sacrifice. And when someone is taking care of themselves, we have this term that I really never use unless it comes up and I see somebody else feeling that way about themselves. It comes up, you know, well, if I don't sacrifice myself, then I'm selfish or I'm proudful or I'm not being humble or I'm not doing God's work or those kind of things. And so what happens is, we take on criticisms of ourselves without understanding that it's all about balance and that self-sacrifice is not the name of the game. Self-sacrifice holds us stuck. It keeps us limited. We can only give so much if we're not taking care of ourselves and having that balanced interchange. Just like I was talking about earlier with all of the listeners are both helping the healing and they're also receiving help so it's a balancing act here so if we continually self-sacrifice we we are out of balance and so that's where these feelings for you have come up from this misunderstanding that you've been selfish you've looked out for yourself when in fact you should have been looking out and then you've carried all this blame and guilt and I here it comes again let's get all this blame and guilt gone I want you to release as much as you can and I want to just bring to your mind the idea that when you're in an airplane and they demonstrate how to use the oxygen mask they always say if you're sitting with a child put it on yourself first because if you struggle to get it on a scared child who is fighting you and you don't have yours on, you may never get it on the child and you will lose consciousness before you can get it on yourself. So you always need to take care of yourself first because you're no good to anyone else if you're suffering. So, and and again, you know, even firefighters and um I'm a member of CERT, which is some, it's, um, I forget what it is. Um, it's something like community emergency response training or something like that, where, it, you know, I did it many years ago, but they teach you there that you always 
take care of yourself first. If you come to a burning building or you come to an accident and there's danger to you, don't rush in to help the person's trapped because then you all get killed or you all get burned or you all get something. So it is very important that, that you take care of yourself. And I want to call in, activate, call in the um, divine balance, divine ex- clarity of vision and expanded perception, divine understanding, divine forgiveness is really important. There is an element of you that just refuses to forgive yourself, and I want you to let go of that. It's really, This is all really hard because you have some very deep issues here coming from some very painful experiences that you've misunderstood, but you, yet you carry tremendous self-blame and self-attack um, and it's just it's just there's sort of this nut that refuses to forgive yourself you have been letting go of a lot of material a lot of yucky stuff it's all getting neutralized and it's there's a sense that there's more breath I want to call in divine breath it's, it's as if you can breathe because some of the the energetic weight you've let go of is literally l- letting you breathe more. It just feels you've been carrying so much energetic weight. It's part of your pain, too. It's part of... Um, I want you to release the fibromyalgia and the Lyme, all the illness patterns all the illness patterns from many eons. Again, it's a way to atone. It's a way to punish yourself. And it's part of this lack of self-forgiveness. So let's let that lack of self-forgiveness and lack of self-love and lack of self-worth. I want to call in the divine flush to just carry down through the top of your head. I'm asking everyone else to send divine flush across that rainbow bridge, those those spokes and send divine flesh into and in, in the bottom of the feet. And I want all of that beautiful divine flesh energy, and I don't know, it's different for each person. It's, it's a combination or a cocktail of divine energies that are perfect for that for whatever person and for whatever patterns that we're working on. And I want that divine flesh energy to come out and start to push out this all of these lacks, the lack of self-love, the lack of self-worth, the lack of self-forgiveness. Ay, ay, ay. Just keep keep it coming, guys. It's just it's still there. I can still feel sort of the the dark nut of it. Um, there's a lot that's being let go, but it's almost like you want to hold on to that nut. You're just not quite ready to totally forgive yourself. Now, it does feel reachable. It doesn't feel like, you know, you're never going to be able to forgive yourself. It does feel reachable. And I want to call in, I want to call in divine reason. I don't know why that comes to mind. I don't use that energy much, but divine reason, divine worth, and divine um, hope. Okay, we need the hope. And the hope is that you can forgive yourself. When you get to that point, the shift is going to be amazing. Now, I do feel like there are going to be shifts because you've done a tremendous amount of release already. 
when you get to the point where you can release that divine, uh, release that that bit of uh, lack of forgiveness that I'm still seeing there, that is going to be kind of the watershed. And it feels to me like there's other patterns. I mean, it's one healing one day, you know, one little show, and I feel like there is more. We, we definitely worked on a lot of stuff. I want you to also, we might as well while we're in here, I want to have you let go of victim patterns. Victim and victimizer. It's very similar to abuse, abusee and abuser, however you want to say it. Um, it's very similar, but I want to use those terms because it feels relevant to me. Um, and part of the idea of being a victim is whether it's conscious for you or not, Shannon, and you know, you're very aware in so many ways that it's probably, it, maybe you understand what I'm saying and it's, you don't feel this way consciously. But being a victim means that somebody else is in charge of your life, that it's their fault or the government's fault or nature's fault or circumstances fault. And there's this essence or sense of being doomed. The, the idea that you have no control, that you have no say, that you have no ability to make a difference in your own life. And so when we feel like a victim, we call in victimizers. Um, and the victimizer, whatever or whoever it is, uh, validates the belief that we have no say, that we are victims, and et cetera, et cetera. So we want to release all of that victim pattern and along with it the idea that we're doomed, we're fated, that it's someone else's fault. Uh, there could be ideas, for example, of blaming the doctors that didn't find the 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 uh, Lyme's disease, that sort of thing. Um, I'm not saying that you ever felt that way, but that could vary. It's part of the human condition to blame, so that very well could have come up for you. Uh, you may have, if it did, you may have worked through it completely. But we, let's release the energetics behind it, the the blame. And of course, as I say, often self blame is you get the double whammy because on the one hand you're the victim. On the other hand, you're also the victimizer. So you get the double whammy when we blame ourselves. So I want all that self-blame gone too. And I want all the ideas that you could be a victimizer. We've all been victimizers, whether we know it or not, because we've lived in societies where being a victimizer was actually what was done, what we were taught, what was part of the social networking, the social hierarchy. Uh, we we absolutely have all done it. We've been in primitive societies. We've been in many societies in the Middle Ages, Dark Ages, uh, so many different ways where we have victimized people. We didn't know or understand or believe often in those societies that we were victimizers. But at the soul level, down the line, when we can become more and more aware of our evolving and our uh, our evolution and, and our patterns, we often can look back and then interpret, oh my God, how could I have been so cruel? How could I have been so uh, done such a thing? How could I have treated these people like that? Um, so after the fact, even in many societies, we didn't even realize or categorize ourselves like that. After the fact, we have done it. And so I want you to release all those 
all the victimizer part of you uh, as much as you can because this too would tie into the need to atone and the need to punish yourself. So let's just release all the ideas of being a victim and a victimizer. And we all have it. This is not unique at all in any way, shape, or form. This is part of the human condition. There is no uh, criticism involved in saying this at all, ever. And everybody who listens to me regularly knows that it is. And trust me, I've worked on myself both as a victim and a victimizer many times. So it is it is essential that we get rid of those belief systems because they, once they trigger something off, they'll either going to trigger the guilt if, if, if somehow we feel we're a victimizer for whatever reason, they'll trigger guilt. And if we feel we're being a victim, then we feel it triggers powerlessness and helplessness. Yuck, we don't want that. So all of these patterns are tied into a complex array, a complex uh, field or uh, mesh of emotional uh, reactions, and we want to let all of that go too. The guilt, the shames, the hurt, the wounds, the misunderstandings, the false beliefs, the limitations, the limited truth, the, the, um, the blinders that we carry. The, the, and, and in your case, Shannon, we won't, but all of us could, could let go of the anger and the resentment. Anger and resentment is part of a blame pattern and part of feeling powerless because we're going to resent somebody or something else for doing it to us, whatever it is. So we want to release the anger and the resentment. It could be that the universe, we believe, oh, my God, the universe brought in Lyme's disease for me. Oh, my God, I'm so angry. And, of course, we would be angry, and but but we're helpless. If the universe brought it in for us, brought it into us, didn't give us any indication that what it was doing, we become completely helpless in that belief system. Okay? The other way to look at it, Shannon, which I'm sure since you've listened to some of my shows, the other way to look at it is, okay, I have brought in these patterns. I'm now aware that I am my own directing identity, that the universe doesn't come in and do anything to me. And when I get permission for the divine energies to do something for me, like we are doing in the healing, it is only working in my highest ideal. There is no hurt or harm, manipulation, nothing. It's only in accord with your highest ideal. Because we're in the free will. The universe can't come in and just do it to us. So if something has happened, we've chosen it. And for for the souls at the level that you are and the other listeners on my show would be, we are calling it in to help us bring the awareness and the motivation to heal ourselves. We're all in that soul-mind detox right now. We are all motivated to move, uh, unfold and release and get rid of and dissolve, neutralize all that energetic baggage. We don't need it anymore. We have a lot to do on this planet. The Those of us that are... Um, so many on the planet are, are really here to help others, here to be of service in some way, and there's a million different ways to be of service. There isn't any one right way. And so we all have to go through this soul-mind detox. It's very difficult to teach someone to swim. You may even know how to swim, but if you have 
ball of chains on your legs pulling you down, how can you really show someone how to swim? How can you really be uh, in the best service that you could be? It's very difficult. So we need to release all the balls and chains that hold us back so that we're moving into the higher levels of, um, of reaching those uh, those levels of understanding and awareness and balance and harmony that we all have the possibility, we all have the capability absolutely to reach. And with it comes the the shifting and the changes in our own life pattern, bringing in the divine joy that we all deserve, the divine love, the divine hope, the balance and harmony, the the divine material balance. So, okay. So anyway, I'm I'm checking back into you, Shannon, and um, it feels pretty good. The higher selves have already put the cocoon around you. Um, it's just my indication that you probably will continue to process within the cocoon. Um, that's what normally happens, but it's also going to help you acclimate because you have really done an immense amount of work. I want to just check in on that symbol that came in a little bit um, with a little bit of trepidation that was sort of shocked by how fast the healing began. Um, and that symbol, it's just a symbol, is giving me the thumbs up because I think you have accomplished a tremendous amount. Now, when you actually listen to this, you can pause the tape even while I'm doing the healing. You can pause it. If something comes up for you related to what I'm saying, but I don't happen to say it, go ahead and pause it and continue to become your own directing identity. Become active an active participant as we as all the listeners have learned to do, uh, an active participant in your healing. It's not just about me. I, I, I get, you know, the higher selves indicate to me where to go, what to do, uh, all of that, as you know. But we're all capable of coming up with our own things. And even if you think, well, that's weird, why would I think of that? Go ahead and release it because how can we know what we've experienced and all the beliefs and thoughts and ideas that we've taken on from other lives? We can't possibly know. It's been eons of lifetime. So I want everybody, not just Shannon, but to become the active participant in the healings and move into that role of using the difficulties as an opportunity, an opportunity to go in and start to dissolve more and more of that energetic baggage, the, the toxins of the mind, the soul-mind detox. Very important that we let go of all of that stuff and it will shift and change all of our lives and it certainly has for many people already. So, But the shifts and the changes just keep coming, guys. They just don't stop. Okay. All right. So, yeah, the the forever now moment is closing. The um, this, I've never seen this before, but the rainbow bridges are now retracting. So the healing is definitely over. And um, I just want to thank Shannon so much for reaching out. And I want to call in, before we end, I want to call in, because we're all still amalgamated, divine movement and divine unfoldment for you, Shannon, and for all the listeners. We all carry those energies. We carry everything. But when I call it in, it's just calling it in from this immense resource we 
we have access to because of the amalgamation. So I'm calling in the divine unfoldment and divine movement. You're in a process of going, of, of shifting and moving your life to a new location, and I don't know what, whether you'll take back up the healing um, process again, the healing career, or whether you move into something else. There isn't any right and wrong. Um, I'm totally confident that you will find your way and there isn't any right and wrong around this. There are many options and I'm going to call in divine possibilities and divine opportunities for you and divine resolution, divine resolution to resolve some of these issues for you and, you know, just just know that my heart goes out to you and any feedback that you care to give and you don't have to. If I never hear from you, I never hear from you. But I always encourage feedback because it helps the listeners see, okay, that was interesting. What's the result? You know, results are important, even if it's a negative result, even if there's something, you know, that upsets you or questions you have or, oh, my gosh, why this? You know, any kind of feedback is really Important. It's not that it has to be only positive. Even the negative stuff gives me an opportunity to discuss it with you uh, online so that other listeners can hear, oh, really? Well, that happened to me too. So maybe that was really part of the process or whatever. It helps all of us with getting feedback. It brings everything into the, it's out of the theoretical into the real. It helps. Bring from the abstract to the concrete, just the idea that there's results, we then actually hear about the results so that we understand exactly what did happen. So that's really what I it's really what I encourage um, why I encourage the feedback so that people can get re, you know real results and see how it's happening and working for other people and compare it to how it happens with them. So if something weird happens, they go, oh, okay, well, that weird thing happened over there. I guess I'm not strange, you know. And it's a way to validate. It's a way to understand, oh, you mean that was a result. I, I had that too, but I never thought it was a result of the healing. So there's a lot of stuff that gets to be gained. Um, I did have a caller that just was on. I was just going to say something. I didn't see the caller on. Darn it. Um, Anyway, hopefully they'll call another time. But um, I guess that's that's about it. Again, just as a reminder, my email is Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Uh, next week, it's going to be a dark week. I will not be having a show. I'm leaving for my daughter's wedding, and I'm just way too busy right now preparing for everything to do a pre-tape show. But in any case, I will be back. So I will not be here on the 16th, uh, which is next week, but I will be here on the, is it the 16th. Yeah, I will be here on the 23rd. So, okay. So I hope all of you are having a great end of the summer and, a, and will enjoy your fall moving into school and all sorts of things that's 
that happen in the fall. I wish you the best, and I thank you all so much for tuning in. And I really thank you, Shannon, for being so open, being so willing to share your issues. Um, We're all there for you. You had a tremendous amount of support and light and help from everybody and and from the divine energies. They were working madly for you. (laughs) So all the best, really. And thanks, everybody. Until two weeks from now, I will be back. And with that, I am going to say goodbye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. 